Do we believe in born-again Jew? Let me explain. There's a principle in the Gemara called A Gera convert is considered as though born anew. This can be misunderstood to mean that the Gera, the convert, totally sheds his connection to his past and tries to expunge from his consciousness everything from his previous life. But that seems inauthentic. That seems unresonant with the human condition, in which every episode, especially the formative events from our early years, is primal to who we are. We have to read the above citation, A ger who converts is like reborn. It's an analogy in a limited sense to reflect the newness of Kedushas Yisrael, of this new status of being Jewish and various halachic implications thereof. But certainly in his psyche, in his consciousness, in his self-awareness, the Ger takes his previous life and finds healthy and holier expression for it now. This is not only true of a Ger, this is true of anyone who undergoes a major revolutionary transformation in their life, makeover in their life. I once picked up a book from Abawas Truva where she described that she and many of her counterparts, Bali and Baal's Chuva, felt that they had to shed their past. And eventually they realized how unhealthy that was, how their past was formative, and interests which they had before, hobbies which they had before, which maybe do not fit into place in the stereotypical from image, but they re- she realized, this is part of who I am, and I will find kosher and healthy expression for it, now that I am from. And this is true of all of us, including a from-from from birth person. When we undergo revolutions in our life, transformations in our life, embrace your new state, but don't shed your past. Find healthy expression for your past. The entire issue we are discussing is most relevant to this week's parsha, Parshas Vayera. Because Parshas Vayera marks a new phase in Avram Avinu's life following last week's Parsha Lech Lecha. Because the line of demarcation between Parshas Lech Lecha and Parshas Vayera is the Brismila at the end of Parshas Lech Lecha. The Brismila was truly the transformative event in his life. His body changes with circumcision. His name changes from Avram to Avraham. And this is, of course, to reflect his new status as a ger, with a new name. For as the Ramban writes in Parshas Amar, from the time Avram Avinu entered Brismila, he was no longer a Ben Noach. He was no longer a righteous Gentile. Now he was, in a sense, a Yisrael. Brismila marks Avram's conversion process. This can be traced in the text itself and the Pesukim themselves in the parasha of Prasmila, where it says, 
I am your God. I am the God of your children. Hashem had never told Avram that previously, because before Brismila, Avram was, in the words of, or in the implication from the words of the Ramban, Avram was a righteous Noahide, a righteous Ben Noah. There was no Leo Lukim declaration, I am your God. Now, Brismila, Leo Lukim, I am your God. This is the moment of Gairus, the moment of conversion. So hence the change in body, the change in name, the new identity, the new personification. Avram becomes Avraham. So this week's Parsha, Parshas Vayera, is narrating the story of the new man, with a new name, the story of Avraham, in contrast to last week's Parsha, the story of Avram. So what are the glasses? What are the spectacles through which we read our Parsha, Vayera. Do we see Avram as a new man disconnected from his past or as a richer person finding healthy expression for his past now in light of his present? Well, the clue will be when we study the name transformation itself from Avram to Avraham. Because Avram's previous name, Avram, Aleph Vez Reish Mem, according to Rashi, means Av La'aram. Avram was the father of the land of Mesopotamia. He was a leader of the land of Mesopotamia, and hence Aleph Bez means Av, and then Ram means the place called Aram. Fair enough. And his new name, Avraham, is an abbreviation for Av Hamon, the father of many. He was the father of many nations now, now that he's the spiritual leader of all of mankind. That all seems to make sense. The problem, however, is when you think about it, or really when you eyeball carefully the letters of his new name, Aleph Vez Reish Hemem, the Aleph Vez makes sense, Av. The Hemem makes sense, Hamon, father of many. But what is the Rish doing there? He should be called Avham. Why Avraham? Avraham in no sense means Avhamon. The Rish in no sense conveys that the Rish just seems extra. Rashi already notes that the Rish is actually a residual from his original name Avram. Avla Aram, father of Aram. The Rish is a residue a residual, I should say, from the past. Now, this itself sounds confusing. It seems almost like a bureaucratic mistake if you've ever changed your name legally. Whether a a married woman who loses her maiden name and takes on a new last name or a person changes their legal name for some other reason, you might have noticed how easily it is for a name to be butchered and for letters and and characters of the previous name to somehow remain on the new legal name document. Bureaucrats always get it wrong. Well, is there Khalila a divine bureaucratic mistake here that the Reish from Avram's previous name, Avram, remains here, that Avham is called Avram? Obviously, we are speaking facetiously here. There are no mistakes. And Rashi tells us, well, the Reish couldn't go away, couldn't just dissipate, because 
a letter from a holy name has to go somewhere. But, but this remains difficult, you understand. Here we have Avram with his sacred new persona, Avhamon Gaim, he's converted, he's become the spiritual father of mankind, and his appropriate name should be Avham, and just because of a technicality that a le- the letter race from his previous name has nowhere to go, he just has to endure and sully the power of his new name, Avham, Avhamon. What's going on here? It must be that the remaining Resh, the Resh residual from the original name, actually enriches Avram's new persona rather than undermine it. We understand this splendidly in light of our presentation. The lesson that even when Avram changes over and, so to speak, becomes a Gar, becomes Jewish, he is not supposed to disown his past. He is supposed to take his past and his formative events, his upbringing, everything his parents gave him despite his parents' limitations as idolaters, all of his previous life and previous identity, he's supposed to find holier manifestation for it now. This is reflected by the race which endures from his original name. Don't disown your past. Elevate your past. That is the power of the symbol of the enduring letter from his previous name. It is not simply a letter which remains part of his name. It is a recognition that he is fundamentally the same person. His characteristics, the characteristics of his past, remain who he is. He just has to find healthier expression. As Tchilulagerim, the first Ger, so called by the Gemara, Avram is modeling for us the whole notion of Geras, but more broadly transformations in our life, makeovers in our life. Don't disown your past, elevate it. In this vein, I once heard from a Breslover Chassid who's a Valchuva that he used to grapple with the fact that he wasn't born as a chassid and meyashar, holy, pristine, kaddish meyracham, but he was born in Columbia, Maryland, and played golf. Why did he need that? How does that fit with his new identity as a chassid But eventually he realized that Hashem had a richer vision for him than his contemporary born in meyashar. He's supposed to use his exposure, the formative experiences of Columbia, Maryland, and the golf course, and all the other trimmings of his previous life. He is supposed to use that somehow to be a broader, richer breast lover chassid than his contemporaries. Well, that's a very nice illustration of the ideal we're describing tonight. Every part of my life is bahashgacha, is happening with tailor-made divine intervention, perfect for me. The parents I was born into, the teachers I had, the friends I had, even some of the unwanted experiences. It's all formative for my personality. It all makes me the special person who I am, who Hashem wants me to be. And no one else can be. Avram does not disown his past. Avram Avinu 
elevates his past, finds healthy, holy expression for, for it. May we all do the same in the transformations in our life with a hopeful eye for even a better future, but at the same time, a healthy eye to the past, not disowning it, but inculcating it and harmonizing it with our present.